Hi, welcome to Pop Vultures. I'm Lucy. And I'm Sarah. And this is the podcast where we pick apart some of pop culture's finest and unfinest hours. Unfinest is a word if you're wondering. Don't look I'm it up. an entertainment reporter, so I basically spend all of my day either chatting to or about celebrities. I am not, but not knowing very much about something has never stopped me talking about it before. Basically, we just really love pop culture, but we really hate trashy tabloids. So sit down. Or stand. Or do yoga. Or run. Or do some laundry and share your love of everything pop culture in a safe space with two girls who sound exactly the same. Welcome back if you Welcome along. have stayed the course and come for our second episode. Uh, so like we said, we love all things popular culture and that stems from Charlie XCX Boys to discussing gender-neutral awards and Why their place not? in society. Super important. This year, MTV have taken a bold move and made their award show. So, so far, the MTV Movie Awards and the VMAs, which are coming up, and made all of their awards gender-neutral, which essentially means that, like, Ed Sheeran is up against Ariana Grande for best pop rather than best female pop yeah. act. And they did that with the movie awards and Emma Watson got best actor. Yeah. Gender neutral mm-hmm. term. And she gave this really lovely speech about the being the first recipient of it and how important it is, which I would argue, yes, very important. Sure, good to acknowledge. And MTV's president just said that the iconic Moon Man award that you get if you... It's like the Nickelodeon Teen Choice Awards surfboard. Like, yeah. it just kind of stayed the course Which of time. how annoying, by the way, I always <laughs> think. Like, that's going straight in the bin. That's one of those ones where like, like, I'm, I'm fifth so garage. happy I didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> and it's always, like, best teen idol. I mean, I've never been nominated for that, but... I'm sure if I got still it, I'd time, be guys. like, pride of place. <laughs> uh, but they're making the iconic Moon Man a moon person. But, like, okay, I get it, because the, lang- the, the change lang- in language, I think, is important. But yeah. It's just interesting to me, like, what, how do you do that with, say, the Oscar, the gold? Because the moon man. man. I mean, it's not like there's, like, a willy on that, but it's, like, quite clear what it's it is. It's quite clearly a man. Yeah. So the moon man, yeah, obviously. Maybe moon it person. could be, oh, my God, I just had a thought. Maybe it could be, like, a Mr. slash Mrs. Potato Head vibe where you have, like, add-ons for your Oscar. So you could have, like... Some long hair, you could have a bow. some trousers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A bow. You can make it. So we're going to scrap the Oscars. Yeah. And we're going to give out the Mrs. Oscars. The Oscars is done. It was never important. <laughs> Oscars so done. Hashtag Oscars so done. Yeah. Oscars is over, party. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think maybe you just have little add ons and you make of it what you will. If you want it to just be a potato on its own, you can because just have a potato. Isn't the Brit, a woman. The Brit Award is always like is an a, I don't know what it a is. woman sheathed in a draped robe of some kind. Again, and never a even been nominated for a Brit, so I've never, so I like, don't even care what they look like. Yeah. <laughs> I've never researched what it might be like to win one. The BAFTA is just a mask. Yeah, I mean we're getting off point because it's not about what they physically look like. That was just yeah, because that that's not what it's about, guys. That was just Gender is on the inside. <laughs> but there's been a discussion of like, you know, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it a nothing thing? And I think that in it, inherently it is a good thing. I think inherently it's a good thing. I just think award councils, who are they run by? Who um, even Academies. Yeah, academies, guild, whatever. Voters, yeah. Companies. Um, <laughs> yeah. People with lots of money. Um, they just need to be very clear on the fact that there need to be equal yeah. men and women nominees because with female directors, for example, there are far fewer female directors than male directors anyway. Yeah. I mean, not... only one woman has won 
director Oscar. Sure. Okay. That was Catherine Bigelow six years ago. The Hurt Locker. Yeah, mm. more than six years ago. Still haven't seen it. 10. But proud of you. Well done. Congrats. <laughs> doing it for the sisters. Yeah. We have not seen your film and we never will. <laughs> but we love you. We appreciate the work that you're doing. She has a film that's coming out this year that is definitely an Oscar contender, though. Oh, cool. Called Detroit. Yeah, I think it has to be equal. The thing that's the issue with the VMAs is that... The Video Music Awards, for, for those, those not in the know. <laughs> literally about to say the same thing. <laughs> not only sound the same, we say the same things. This has been Ed Sheeran's year to the point where he is literally everywhere. Like, so unfortunately... I feel like we already thought he had a year or several and then he's just come back this year. I know. And been all about it again. Again. He's crushed after every a shortish milestone. break. I don't know what more he can do. But he is up for... I wish I knew the exact number and I definitely did write this, but I, I mean, can't you remember. You pull out any number with any number of zeros on the 17, end. 17? He's up for a fair few, so he's up for like best live act... Best, I know that's not a VMA, uh, best pop, best choreography or something. Um, famously. He's famously, a he's a fantastic dancer. Movement is his second language. <laughs> Songwriting his Read first. Read my body language. <laughs> he's, he's up against like Ariana Grande and Lord. I think mm. Ariana could take it, but I think Ed Sheeran probably will because everyone is obsessed with Ed Sheeran. Mm. It does raise that question of like, yeah, gender neutral awards are really cool. And they're a great idea, but is it, is it going to mean that ultimately women win less awards anyway? Because there are less of them doing that Less stuff. of them doing it. Mm. And also, I guess that would be unfair to Ed to be like, why are you so good that you're taking awards away from yeah, women? it's not fair. It's not fair that you're too good. Yeah. But at least before there was like, well, Ed Sheeran was awarded because he was great. But then also Lord because she was great at an equal state. But then yeah. also, yeah, I guess they can't have awards for everything. So. But then... You could argue that it's more equal to be putting them in the same award thing. That's bucket, true. basket, whatever. Bucket of celebs. All the pop, all the pop eggs in one basket. <laughs> um, you're making the competition harder, which maybe makes the award recipient more deserving. Yeah. So but then it is, if, it's actually the ultimate equality. Yeah. In a way, people would, could, can, and have done this but you can't be like suddenly then turn around and be like it's not fair because then women won't get as many awards if you do that because then that just makes that whole fight look really bitter and Mm -hmm. like you asked for a certain like style of dealing with things yeah we did it and now you don't like it because you think that you're not going to come out of it well i see that argument i don't know if i agree with it yeah i haven't decided actually looking at this list i've now got the list up because i do not have the memory that i thought i did i guess it highlights really that there are some categories where women just do not feature and that is like what best dance there's no female producers in there best hip-hop there's no female hip-hop artists in there Mm. so although it's gender neutral it's an all-male race yeah but then i think as well you can't put someone maybe someone who a female who has produced a dance track but it's not been very good or it's not been very successful yeah to put them in that just for the sake of being a woman yeah because then essentially you may as well split up the the awards again if you're going to try and yeah shoehorn them in that's true. I think it. I think it mainly highlights that there just maybe aren't as many, and I actually can't think of many female producers like a Calvin Harris, a Diplo, Kygo, mm. Zed. They're all men. They're all dudes. So maybe this will just highlight kind of the uh, the disparity in certain categories. I guess. I, yeah, which I totally agree with. And if it encourages more women to get into certain things, then I think that's great. But I think sometimes there is the issue where it's not that women are being discriminated against and being pushed out. I think sometimes they weren't there in the first place. And yeah, maybe they weren't there in the first place because 
it was too hard for them to be accepted. So mm-hmm. it wasn't possible at the early mm-hmm. stages or whatever. So that's just, you know, the walls go up as soon yeah. as you start. But if the fact is that they're not there at all to be nominated, then I understand that. It's a shame. But if they are there and they're not being nominated, then that's where the real problem is. Yeah. I don't really know how we figure that out. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Suggestions welcome. It's like chicken or the egg. What mm. do you solve first? How? What is first? What is next? I think that this gender-neutral awards work for something like the VMAs because music at an MTV level, I think, is a pretty even playing field. And mm-hmm. it's, ten- it's generally what's popular. I don't know when it comes to things like the Oscars. They never would. They never the Oscars would. absolutely will never... Do Nor any, would the I Baptists, mean, look I how much think. they like drag their heels about like getting a diverse academy. I know, yeah, <laughs> like, and it's st- even still, yeah, it's, mm. it's marginally better, but yeah. not really. But I wonder. I think if you introduce gender neutral awards to every award, you know, a BAFTA or yeah. even a Brit, mm. I just think ultimately women would suffer. And I know that it's not, it's there to include transgender artists or to people yeah. who are gender fluid or non conforming. That's what it's there for, and that's great. So I don't want to say women as a catch all term for like anyone who's been. Who's not a male. Who's not a man. Yeah. But if women are suffering in that, then of course. Other minorities. Other minorities suffer, are yeah. also going to suffer. I don't think that, I, I don't know, I can't imagine an acting award would ever be gender neutral because a minority would never win. But that is mainly because acting roles, meteor acting roles are given to men. Mm, but also I think because so many films have, you know, a male and a female lead and often that's partly because there's a heteronormative romantic storyline to it, even if it's like an action film. Mm-hmm. There's normally like some babe, isn't there? I know we were actually talking about this the other day, that Dunkirk is one of the first films I've seen in a really long time to have no love no romantic love story. It has barely any women in it. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's not just like a hair boy. That <laughs> just would be crazy. Um, or like, bonjour. Yeah, but it doesn't have like, it, it didn't follow that classic like war structure of like, I've got a girl back home. Yeah, exactly. Like, Which is I my, really like. This is my baby who's going to be, I don't know, my girl is pregnant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that person obviously dies first. That's kind of why, because they want to, they're being, you know, a best male and female actor award is trying to say that they make up the balance in a film Mm -hmm. generally they both need to be nominated for their work basically we've done it again had another conversation when we come to no conclusion (laughs) welcome to the podcast (laughs) you come away learning absolutely nothing. nothing but that's the thing i mean if you wanted to know answers you could just google answers I think it's a really interesting step that's been taken. Yeah. And I really look forward to it opening up more of a dialogue on what else we can be more inclusive in. Yeah. And I hope that everything that comes from it is positive. That actually segues really nicely, in a way. Didn't even plan it. Because Dunkirk is very, although doing very well with audiences it's also very critically acclaimed but it does open up we've had this conversation before and i'm sure this is not something that is just specific to us but the guilt and the stress of actually not liking something that seems to be universally loved the critics rave about yeah the critics Mm -hmm. rave about audiences go mad for everyone says it's a classic yeah yeah you might hate us for this we're going to reveal some of ours la la land 
I Didn't thought was kind it. of crap. Couldn't agree more. I feel like that brought us closer together because you're the only person I know who thinks that. I had, so there was a tweet I saw. This is what actually kind of made me want to talk about this. There was a tweet I saw that was like, what is something that is universally considered great but you think is trash? And La La Land is so La La Land was so, I said it. I was like, I'm going to tweet it. I said La La Land. I got so many people being like, I will fight you. How dare you? It got pretty violent the in the mentions. Is crazy. I okay. know. <laughs> but there's that kind of like, I said, I was like, I'm sorry but I'm not sorry because I will stand by my opinions on La La Land. But even at the time, though, because this is, what, six months after the Oscars? Yeah. And it was kind of fun to see La La Land have award an award taken out of their hands physically. I mean, they literally had too many awards to even carry in their other hand, so it was fine. (laughs) It was totally fine. Um, So I feel like there's no pressure now because I feel like slowly out of the woodwork people have been like um i also don't really like la la land i thought it was overrated but at the time at the time of the oscars or like at the golden globes everyone was like absolutely dying over la la land they were like crying by how much they loved it and i was just kind of standing there like i didn't really like it i just feel like and i know that not everyone is in this position but or like is even a fan of musicals in general but i grew up watching like the big classic musical films guys and dolls west side story singing in the rain singing in the rain um which even, i know that they referenced a lot as like the main inspiration for la la land but i feel like it was the like school yard version yes, of singing 100%. in the rain Such an amdram version amdram the people who really really love la la land maybe there's maybe a huge generalization but maybe they haven't seen a huge dance number like something like west side story or Oliver or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or any, any of those ones where so many people dancing, singing, they're huge numbers, incredible production, especially for the time. I know now we have so much more technology like they did in La La Land, but that's the kind of vibe that they were trying to go mm-hmm. for. And it's just not as good as the it's originals. And I don't know if good. people who are seeing that for the first time are like, whoa, this is so cool. They don't have the inspiration for that to compare it to. I wasn't blown away by Ryan Gosling doing a two-step. Yeah, like, I know. And I'm not saying that everyone should now go home and like sit down and educate themselves on like yeah. every single great musical. I mean, that sounds like a brilliant weekend to me, but if you don't want to do that, that's own. fine. Um, but I feel like if you like La La Land, maybe you would like doing that. Yeah, exactly. And so. also that people was... So, I think it's cool that it was all original music and people were so on board with it. I personally would never listen to that outside of I also would prefer it if the original music was sang by people who could sing. 100%. No offence, Ryan Gosling. Sorry, Ryan I love Gosling. You. Love you. Also love Emma, Emma, Emma Watson. <laughs> <laughs> also love Emma Stone. I did know that. Um, I also feel that way about... And I've had so much abuse about this in The Office. I feel that way about Ed Sheeran. And okay, I, don't. I also feel that way about... Beyonce. <laughs> that is where we divide. If you thought we were the same person until now, you're Did so you wrong. Did you deliberately say divide because it's Ed Sheeran's album and you knew it would trigger me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Maybe, Maybe it's because I work in radio that I, I just can't abide Ed Sheeran anymore. I just can't do it. It's too Are much. you annoyed because he's he's I too good? With... Like he's won too much and he's too exposed? Are you bitter? <laughs> As a fellow redhead, are you jealous? He's, he's taken all take, the fame that's not there for you. There's only so much that redheads can get and he's taking it all. Him and Emma Stone, come on. I maybe you think, should just try harder. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I should do a subpar two-step. 
maybe. in front of the Hollywood sign and maybe I would get attention. <laughs> I think that my main issue with Ed Sheeran and my main issue with Beyonce is actually not about Ed Sheeran or Beyonce. It is about the hype around them. And that's where that guilt of like not liking things that people like because I feel like it's almost an identity being in the beehive or mm. it's like the it's like that water cooler thing of oh ed sheeran's album or like how great is galway girl guys it's not it's disgusting people rallying around like how good is ed sheeran and finding common ground and people just going a little bit mad and i sometimes i'm a bit mm. like guys I'm, I'm hopping between ed sheeran and beyonce but i think you know with the beyonce thing of like her pregnancy photos on yeah. one hand i'm like oh who would even care that she would think to post those really extra photos but then obviously people did care because the internet broke for like an hour people did care but i feel like i mean maybe i'm just thinking about how i took to it like i saw them and i wasn't like gushing about how amazing she was and like how incredible is it that she's having twins and like only she's she's the only person to carry more than one per more yeah. than one baby on earth like no people have been doing this for billions of years it's like kind of how we're here yeah and like sometimes that happens more than one at once yeah get used to it but i more looked at the photos was like whoa okay but she's beyonce like why would anyone be surprised of course she can do that i mean I you know. can do that can you imagine <laughs> i mean i want to see that that's why i'm saying it but i'm no i you wouldn't get the same reaction i'm afraid i don't think <laughs> i'm sorry what are you talking about <laughs> um but she can do what she wants if if you knew that every single person ever yeah, was going to, like, fall at your feet if you, like, said, I don't know, you like to eat chicken, and everyone was like, oh, my God, I love chicken. Beyonce and I are the same. Or, like, yeah. we have so much in common. Like, you could just do whatever. You'd just be like, I'm just going to test the boundaries and see how much people love me and how much weird, stupid stuff I can do. Yeah. And, like, it's really working for her. She's not reached the limit yet. It's true. I'm the like limit a- does not exist. <laughs> I am like a snake eating eating my own tail in the sense of like I know what I'm saying can be like completely torn apart and I have no like empirical reason to feel kind of like cool about Beyonce or Ed Sheeran. I just know that I do. Mm. But I feel like they they bring such a passion out in out people. In people when mm. you say like why don't you like it? It's like well, I just don't. Yeah. And, and yeah, and that's fine because I think so many people's reactions are so strong. Your indifference seems it, really like what? Yeah, it's not like I'm like I wish Beyonce would leave this earth. Yeah, exactly. I'm like no, I You're like not Destiny's saying, Child. I actually yeah. saw them live. Like it's cool. I'm a fan. I don't. I, but I think Drunken Love was cool. I liked it. Yeah, I like the formation. It video. was a banger. <laughs> but I think if yeah, if you were saying the opposite of the big Beyonce fans, then that would be different. But you're not. But it's because like it's more not annoying with to the have tide, no opinion. Yeah. I think because you're not with the masses yeah. on the opinion of her especially, just like anything different is like, oh, hang on a second, what? Because it's almost like you kind of see it as like a universally, it's a truth universally acknowledged that... Beyonce is queen. Beyonce is the queen, to quote Jane Austen verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, I feel like I'm really burying myself about things that I don't like, that the, the public okay. love. What things is- that I don't like, going to put it out there. David Attenborough shows okay. of more recent times, I, I will say. would kind of agree with you there. I just feel like they're beautifully made. They're stunning. These days, he does the voiceover. In a booth. In a booth. Much like we are now. Yeah. This is, maybe I wouldn't want to do this when I'm like in my 90s or whatever he is. But I feel like even if I didn't, it wouldn't be that hard to. Someone probably brings him a microphone to his like golden throne. I don't know. Yeah. 
And I just think... He'll probably have a plate of snacks. He can mess up as much as he wants because that's the wonder of audio. Yeah, exactly. This podcast was three times the length. Yeah, <laughs> that was exactly. edited out. We're learning that more and more. <laughs> but I think I get it. We're, it's cool, the shows that he made when he was younger and he was, you know, out there in the jungle doing all that stuff. But he's had, like, I feel like a huge kind of renaissance with mm-hmm. people of our age. Young, and maybe over even people. younger. Yeah, exactly. Blue planet. Exactly. Um, slash, like, people who are high. Like, just a, a real renaissance of hobbies of people of our age. That's fine. It's fine to, like, love his voice. But you can't be, like, obsessed with his work and be and act like... He says that kind of thing off the cuff. Like, he's reading a script, you guys. He doesn't just know that much about nature. Do you want to know how unscripted sounds? This. This. This is what it sounds like. This is what David Attenborough would sound like if he didn't have a script in front of him. And I just... Also, not enough credit is given to his team. Exactly. He's not the one that's sitting out there filming it. For months of the year. Actually, I worked at the BAFTAs this year and Planet Earth won best... Oh, best segment or something for the iguanas versus snakes that everyone that oh, yeah. was incredible I mean even I saw that and, and one of the questions was like when is Planet Earth 3 going to come out do you have a date and they were like no we obviously don't have a date because it takes 10 years to make these programs yeah and they were like yeah we don't know if David Attenborough is going to be and around and also then. sorry it's Probably not like won't. a cliffhanger like oh my god I can't wait to see what happens in the next series I it's, can't wait to see what nature has in store for it's us it's the earth you guys <laughs> get a biology textbook geography look whatever. out the window yeah, exactly go for a walk <laughs> I just think I'm on the edge of my seat. What is going to happen to that iguana? It's not the OC. It's fine. Yeah, that was real. Like, when are they going to make another series of OC? That's what I want to know. Bring it back. (laughs) Seriously. Anyway, David Attenborough, I just think, yeah, you're cool, but I could also watch the show on mute and I think it's gorgeous. Let's not everyone get such a boner about this 90-year-old man's voice. Yeah, he's a national treasure. He's done cool stuff. Chill out. It's again that thing of like, one person says it and then, like, everyone has to kind of, like, go along with it. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, I love him. It's like, but really, do you, though? Mm. Do you? And it's fine to be like, I really like him and that's one of my favourite shows at the moment. But don't faint at the mention of any negative criticism. Yeah. I think it's cool and I think maybe I'm just amazed by the fact that he appeals as someone who is of an age that is typically not appreciated in the entertainment world. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you are over the hill sir like sir david attenborough congrats (laughs) and you made it to national treasure status and i think that's great i think it's amazing that you're appealing to like eight-year-olds as well as people your own age that's cool but just the reaction of people when they're like do you watch planet earth last night and you're like no because i don't really like it as a show and if i miss it i'm not like oh god i need to catch up i'm like "Mm, it's nature i'm sure it was cool yeah that's just something that gets a gasp every time I dare to say it. That's I how don't, I feel about Beyonce. I'm what happy it's worth, for you yeah. and what you're doing. I just think for what it's worth, Sir David Attenborough's probably not tuning into this podcast either and supporting my work, so yeah. we're even. So vice versa. Yeah. Mutual, lukewarm reaction to <laughs> each other. And that's fine. But I feel like the important thing to take away from this is that to not hide your meh about things yeah, yeah. Just also like, just don't, don't it. jump on a bandwagon if you don't feel it i wanted to add about the la la land thing is that again i love ryan gosling love emma stone love them both if you love them both watch crazy stupid love yeah better chemistry better yeah. story better twist better twist although actually that's something i kind of hate i wish you hadn't said that for people who 
I've never watched that film. Now they know there's a twist and they're going to be waiting for it. So really sorry about that. That I, was nothing to do with me. That was all Lucy. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you, I'm not going to not give a spoiler for a film that's like eight years old. <laughs> Yeah, at some point I mean this isn't like last night's episode of Game of Thrones yeah. like get oh, over it oh my god perfect Game of Thrones I think it's BS I me don't too like it. I fell out of love with Game of Thrones I was I'm... never in love with it okay that's fine that's cool I, I get the same reaction as like I fell out of it they were like how dare you it's like as if I left Scientology people are like how could you yeah. turn your back on this it's like I just it got a bit rubbish yeah uh, people yeah. died people got their boobs out same old same old yeah I always tell when people bring up Game of Thrones because it's the only thing I can throw my hat into the ring with. Um, I auditioned for Game of Thrones. This is my favorite. Not by choice. <laughs> the casting. Were you held by against your will. You will no, audition. A teacher told me to do it, so obviously I had to do it. As you're good at two shoes. Mm-hmm. But um, I, at the time of casting, was doing drama A level and HBO casting, whatever, came to our school looking for people that might be in it and rightly so our drama teacher thought it might be a good experience for us to all have a screen test and have an experience of an audition that wasn't for a school play conducting by our drama department <laughs> and Can they were right real life as it were real life yeah the crushing real life rejection <laughs> of a hollywood audition we all got given a test script which I can't remember who the characters were. Probably not even characters they're in it anymore because everyone seems to die every single episode. Oh, yeah. It's we like, all read it and now. we're like, this is so bad. And we were all like so snooty and full of ourselves. And like, even if we did get a call back, we wouldn't go for it because like the quality of this is not good. Mm, cut now. And by the way, if you're wondering, none of us got called back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, own your truth. Own your truth. Don't jump on a bank bandwagon. Bankwagon. <laughs> I'd love to jump on a bandwagon. <laughs> um, yeah, don't jump on a bandwagon just because your colleagues are doing it, your friends are doing it, your family are doing it. There is enough media to be consumed that you don't have to pretend to like things anymore. If you think it's lame, say that you think it's lame. Yeah. Because people not doing that contributes to this horrible cycle that we're in that makes people look at me like I run over a puppy when I say I don't like David Attenborough shows. Thanks for listening. Cheers. And if you want to like subscribe and stuff, tell your mates about us. Like, subscribe, share, leave us a review. And get out of my mentions if you want to have a go at me about La La Land. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Just back to Dunkirk for a sec. I was thinking if you were, this is not a spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it. um, If you were like the one woman handing out tea at the end, imagine being like, like, if you were that actor, imagine being like, yeah, so I've just got the female lead in the new Christopher Nolan film. Really excited about it. <laughs> that would be so great. And you also would probably have as much dialogue as the actual male lead in the film because there yeah. is no dialogue in this movie. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's not good. Everyone go and see it. It is fantastic.